<laughs> what are you laughing at? What's so funny? You've hit the wall and you are feeling good no, punch I'm, drunk. I am good now. Well, I've, 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 come, I've, come, I've hit the wall and gone through the other side. <laughs> and you're recording out there right now. Okay. Shifty, shifty's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it again? I don't know. What time is it? Wednesday. <laughs> Thank okay. you for listening. Thank you for putting yourself together, Trevor. Shut up. <laughs> Two Bugs Talking Tech, episode 312. We'll just, you know, who cares? Just get into it. Should we go unplugged? How do you mean? I did like no stings. We are unplugged already, mate. But unhinged. Sting I think. Is that what they call no, we are unhinged, but yeah, okay. Why not? Like, let's, let's no intro, no nothing. Fast and loose. We'll yeah, go. Well, I'm that's, just. That's your, it's an unplugged week because I didn't. Fast and loose. Fast and loose are my middle names. <laughs> that's an insult to my family. But anyway, episode 312. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense, uh, proud sponsors of Two Bikes Talking Tech. Uh, episode 312. Now, Stephen, we are in. New York, we are punch drunk and uh, <laughs> off our minds because we're tired, basically. Um, um, you were in my bedroom last night at oh, midnight. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens on tour, Trevor? No, I was actually, you were kind enough to set up your very elaborate <laughs> Comrex radio system so mm. I could uh, do my 2GB segment mm. down the line in down, high quality. Down the line. It was yeah. good. It was, it was great really to have you there. It was great to get up so early in the morning because I've been yeah. up since then. So exactly, I have been yeah. up now for a long time. Anyway, so basically we, we're, we're not sleeping a lot because there's a lot of commitments we're doing in daytime in, in, yeah. the, uh, in Australia and the US is the worst for that. Probably mm, Europe's just as bad. But anyway, we, um, we apologise in advance. We didn't do a podcast last week in China. Mainly, be, mainly my fault. I'll be honest, yeah, um, because the schedule was pretty crazy, right? was pretty crazy on Delayed that last day. And, yeah, yeah, and and just trying to get my radio thing sorted. It was just a nightmare. Yeah, it's all about you, mate. Don't worry about the podcast. As long as the radio show gets done, it's all good. Now, how much is everyone paying for this? <laughs> how much is this? You know? They're paying attention, mate. That's all. Oh, they're paying are attention. Are they? Are they really? Because how many tweets need. did you get suggesting that we didn't do a show last week? Zero. Yeah, same yeah. here. So I don't I think anyone's you, paying I attention. We've got a couple of no, no tweets. not one. See, they don't miss us when we're gone, right? Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Oh, well, let's let's put on a good show today mm. and win them back. Do you reckon they're still yeah. here now? Like, I think so. It's two and a half minutes in. Do you reckon they've stuck I with us? Yeah, they, they love it when we sort of. How many people off. do you reckon skipped like thirty seconds to get to here now? Yeah, Imagine skipping to get to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good number. But have we do, have we have we mm. described uh, explained that we're in New York for the Samsung Galaxy Note Eight I, launch? Or I, I think jump, I said we jumped the gun. No, I think I think I said we're in New York. But the reason we're in New York as guests of Samsung yes. uh, is uh, Unpacked 2017 version two because it's always called Unpacked. As Samsung calls every press conference Unpacked, and um, we always knew that it was going to be the next Note smartphone. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> this morning, just a couple of hours ago, in fact, we were at yep. the uh, Park Avenue Armory, um, which is just a big hall kind of thing yep. um, where Samsung. Song. I'm just gonna, before we even talk about the phone, yeah. the second time this year they've blown it out of the park yeah. on an event scale. Do you remember earlier in the year at the last venue, they had an amazing screen that kind of went up through the roof. Yeah. It was just it was you know floor to ceiling screen. This yeah. thing, floor and walls yeah, were a amazing. screen. It was mate, it's the it most impressive powerful. thing I've seen. And do you know what else? Apart from um, the lavishness of the keynote, yeah. it's just mate Apple Playbook. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the thing, yeah. staff coming out, cheering, screaming, yeah. taking it into the hands-on area. It did feel, probably more than ever before, yeah. Apple-esque, do you reckon? Solid leaf out of the Apple playbook, definitely. Mm. Uh, I, I was impressed. Like, Samsung have always put you on... don't have to whisper, mate. <laughs> 
Samsung, mate, they've had events, and I've been to them. They had an event to launch a tablet a few years ago at Madison Square Garden. They don't, they don't do things by halves. Yeah. So they've got a bit of cash. This event, yeah, they've got some coin to spend on their marketing, and they do a great job. And this event was, I think, months in the planning. The, you do sound like you're whispering. The, the, <laughs> just because we're in like a cafe doesn't yeah, mean... Who cares, mate? Okay. Don't worry about the other people. Just okay. speak. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, but you feel like you're whispering. I'm not, I won't whisper. I'm, Hashtag I'm Ziggy Zaggy is Stephen whispering. I'm talking normally. But there was... <coughs> remember when the show, when it started, we, we were... We were debating whether the floor was actually projected or whether they were act- it was an actual screen. They were I made the on. call. It was a screen. And it was a screen, yeah. yeah. So each little tile had all these number of pixels. And it was quite dramatic when they brought things to the floor and then it went up onto the, onto the wall yeah. and vice versa. So it was quite powerful. So the, the uh, event itself, I think, started off on a pretty sombre note, let's say, with the, with oh, the mate, acknowledgement I could have put, of... I could have put $1,000 down to say they wouldn't have mentioned the Note 7 for a million that. years. No, they didn't because, no, mate, think about to. it. They closed it out already. They recalled the phone. They recalled it again. Yeah. They, they withdrew the phone. They did the investigation. They had the press conference about the investigation. They spoke about it at the yeah. S8 launch. Still- it's done. It's finished. It's, it, they didn't need to, mate. They didn't need to, but I, I give them the ultimate respect for yeah. standing up and putting on quite an emotional video which had Note owners and lovers saying, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I'm sad. And, and the their seven. words were, we Dis, we let you down. Yeah, and oh, mate, that is full it was, on. It was good very stuff. well done. It, it was, and, and no, I disagree. I thought they had to sort of talk about the elephant in the room. You couldn't, you couldn't mention a note without remembering the predecessor. Mm. And in this case, the predecessor was the Note Seven that was recalled and then eventually discontinued. So I think it was really classy how they handled it. One hundred percent. They were very humble and said, "Look, we we learned from you. We're glad that you stuck by us, and it's, it's because of you that we're still here doing yeah. this for you." So they made it about the customer, yep. and I agree that that video was quite powerful of customers who had their old Note Seven said, "Oh, look, I really don't want to give this up, but you know, I have to go back to my S six, or I've still got my Note 5 And it really, to me for the first time, really illustrated just how many loyal Note customers are there, including yeah. Australia. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people, when, the, when I tweeted and, and shared the fact that I'm coming to New York for the Note launch, I was surprised by the number of people who said, look, I'm really interested about the product and uh, I'll look forward to reading what you write, blah, blah, blah. So it, it's, it surprised me the level of interest and, and the, the sheer fandom of the phone. There's, yeah. uh, I think they had some stats really saying t- that... they tugged on that, they, not just to the keynote, but yeah. you know, they, they, they were at pains to point that out to us in a briefing yesterday. And, you you know, the loyalty of the fans, uh, three and four, you know, uh, I think it's the best smartphone they've ever had kind yeah. of thing. So there's a lot of stats that they did. And essentially that led up to, you know, the introduction of the phone. They did spend a long time just kind of talking without, you know, announcing the phone. Yeah. But <clears throat> in the end, what we've got here is, to be honest, mostly what we expected uh, in terms of the rumours. But um, before we get to the, the under the hood things that I think stand out, which are more software than anything else, um, a couple of things. Infinity display. So Carrying on what they did with the S8 and the S8 Plus, they've you know stretched the display edge to edge and top to bottom almost. You know, five five mil at the top and the bottom basically for the cameras and things. And by the way, did you notice at some point they said the Infinity Display not affected by cameras or anything? They actually he actually said that, and I think that's a that's a nod to or a stab at Apple's rumored notch at the top of the, oh, the display, yeah, right? Yeah. So it was very interesting. There was a couple of those little yeah, Apple jobs. Dips, <clears throat> um, so Infinity Display is is a big standout, six point three inch screen, yeah. but it's still um, it's it's basically one millimeter th- um, wider than the the Note right. Seven. Is it only? Yeah, I thought it one millimeter or roughly, yeah, it's like and it's about a seven. Wide. It's a seven. It's about a centimeter taller. So it's a much yeah. taller phone, um, but it's very very. Yeah. 
similar to the Note 7 in terms of its grip, and, and that's, that's a big deal for the size have of the screen. You, have you noticed, too, the design of the phone, while it does look a lot like the S8, it's a, it's a bit squarer, the corners are a bit yeah, squarer? Yeah, he said, he said the, we, 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 yeah. we took the edges with a more, what did he say, um, more dramatic yeah. curve yeah. to give you more space, and I reckon that's a hint to what they're going to have to do with, because I, I think... I get. I've heard a lot of people say to me about the S8 that yeah, it's just too sharp. Too it's just it's yeah. it's too it's too hard to hold. I think they're learning that that edge is an is innovative idea, but you actually don't need to curve it to have the edge functions. Yeah, but I'm talking about actually the actual <coughs> the actual corners of the phone as oh, well. Oh, sorry, right? Yeah, are, are a bit more a bit squarer. So the the S8 sort of got a so nod back to the, the Note two and three, really. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it is sort of giving it that point of difference. They don't, they don't want to just build a, an S8 with an S Pen in it. That's true. They wanted to give it a slight design, yep. little change there and I think difference and I think then um, again from the outside the other big thing about this phone is the camera um, two lenses you can see it from the back with a fingerprint sensor on the side just like the S8 <clears throat> but what they've done excuse my voice what they've done with the the cameras is kind of joined the race with the dual cameras so Huawei have got dual cameras that do two different things one's monochrome one's color Apple have dual cameras one's telephoto two times zoom one is one is wide angle um, LG have a, a wide angle and a narrow lens but not telephoto what Samsung's done is put the telephoto in so two times uh, optical zoom <clears throat> with the standard wide angle and they've introduced what Apple call portrait mode for the um, the blur, the what do they call bokeh yeah, uh, bokeh effect. Yeah. So you take a photo, the person in the foreground looks, looks looks sharp, the background looks blurry, but their big point of difference is twofold in the camera. You take the photo with what they call dual capture mode, and after you take the photo, days, weeks, months, forever later, you can change that effect by increasing mm-hmm. and decreasing the blur. But secondly, the wide-angle photo is taken at the exact same, same time. time, so you've got right. a record of the the whole picture, not just the yeah. portrait that you took, which I think is a pretty good, pretty good well, standout feature. When you think about <coughs> this device is as much a camera as is a phone for people. Yep. The other thing I like too is the fact that it's got you with the with the portrait mode. You can actually have a live preview. There's a slider to give you a live preview of how blurry yeah. you want the background. But also too, and they made a big point of this as well. It's got optical image stabilization in both lenses yes. so they did to a the point where comparison. they do a comparison to the iPhone 7 yeah, exactly 7 right. plus so they have shown up and i think they i think that's a shown that they're a little bit going to be a little bit more aggressive, aggressive. in their in their marketing there and uh, you know <laughs> i also like too just in the layout of the back of the phone like you know with the S8 yeah. the the fingerprint sensor is right next to the lens so yep. what, I, what I'm constantly doing is putting my fingerprint on the on lens. The lens. Yeah, so you're putting yeah. a big, ugly print on it. With this, with the Note 8, they've actually put the flash between the fingerprint reader and the lenses. So it's a bit easier to find the, the fingerprint reader without smudging the lens. Yeah. Which uh, you know, something small, but I think people may may note of that. Uh, I think too the um, having that larger display, we, we we can't not talk about the ability to split your screen the the, uh, the yeah. app pairing i think this, is a really so, smart feature so this is one of my top three standout yeah. features right the app pairing uh, people that have seen the the samsung devices you swipe in from the right hand side of the screen you've got your kind of app dock and what they've done is they've allowed you to when you add an app you can add two apps to a single icon so you'll it's been but not like a folder on an iphone or an android phone it's it's actually two apps paired together and it represents it's represented by those two icons so google maps and google music for example um and you press on that um that icon and it launches both apps launches both apps at the same time in a split screen mode now what i've said in my my comments today is 
split screen mode, multitasking side by side is a common feature now of you know, everything from iPads to Samsungs to Android phones, right? But not a lot of people do it. Because yeah. A, how do you do it? Like, literally, how do you do it? You don't realise how easy it is. And B, so therefore you, you kind of forget and you don't bother with it. You just switch between apps. Whereas this way, you're automatically going, well, whenever I want maps, I want music as well. Or whenever I want um, YouTube, I want text messages as well. Or whatever it is. You can set your favourites, any two apps, and they launch side by side. Mate, I think this will increase by a, a power of 10, the number yeah. of people using multitasking. Well, it's, if, if whatever makes it easier... People are going to use it a lot more often, and, yep. and the the infinity display uh, it's giving it six point three inches. It's plenty of room to run yeah. two apps side by side. I, I of course, we can't not talk about the S Pen. The S Pen is what makes the Note the Note. Yep. Uh, that's not only going to get, allow you to write on the screen, the, the write uh, so lock screen memos. Now you can run up to a hundred pages. And you can create the live not, messaging as well. Brush over the the lock screen memos, right? You, you don't have to turn your phone on. You simply pull the pen out and you can write on the screen. Yeah. Now, that might be a shopping list or whatever, but you can also pin that list to the screen. So that is your lock screen. You can now edit those things and you can write up to 100 pages of notes. But really, the pen, while they've improved the pen, it's got a sharper, sharper tip, better, better sensitivities. The real feature of the pen is this live messaging. So you're in a text message and rather than typing a message to someone, and again, it's a bit reminiscent of what Apple have done originally with the watch and other things. You can now draw a message. Now, you can yep. draw just a straight message with, with a pen on a black screen, or you can put a photo in your, from your gallery and you can draw on top of it. But the, what happens is it, it gets sent to the other recipient as an animated GIF, GIF, um, animated GIF. standard it's picture GIF? format. GIF is what you GIF. Sync with, it? Well, no, apparently it's, it's the, the creator of the GIF calls it a GIF. Is that right? Yeah, because he's okay. an idiot, obviously, because okay. it's clearly GIF. Anyway, GIF. <clears throat> you okay. can send that to someone and they can, they can see you write it, essentially. So it becomes an animation, animation. of you writing it. Looks fantastic. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of these on social media because you can share them there as well. Yeah. So that's a really cool feature, software feature that they brought to this phone and clearly will come to the, uh, the S8 or S9 models in the future too. Yeah. Another cool feature of the S Pen is the translate. So if you've, yeah. if you've got a, say you're looking at a menu or you're looking at something that's in another language, maybe a listing of an Airbnb or something like that, you can just hover, you can choose the language you want to go from, so if, you know, from whatever language to English. Mm-hmm. Then you just hover the pen over the sentence and it will translate in real time. It'll display that sentence in English or whatever language you want it in and also convert the currency to say, say if it's in euros and you want it in, in US dollars, it'll do that for you as well. Also, we'll convert um, measurements and so me- like diff- different measurements as well. So from imperial to metric and vice versa. Uh, that's another hand. So it's not just about drawing and writing and painting. The S Pen is pretty versatile when it comes to the translate as well uh, and, and really handy with live messaging that we've talked about before. Uh, and it's also it's also waterproof as well. So the, the, the whole phone, even the S Pen when it's out of the phone, is, is IP68, as is the device itself. So you, you can even write on the screen when it's wet, things like that. So if you feel like Such taking a common notes, thing to do. take notes in the shower maybe, you still can write things down. If you get a brainstorm or some idea, you may take Underarms, the tick. Yes, hair tick off. Hair, tick. Hair, hair washed. There you go. <laughs> Manscaping, tick. 
That's that's a, I good, don't, that's a good. I expect I don't, to see that in your review. I don't too. ever see the need for for note taking in the shower. Well, what but about, well, what, what is? So, say you're walking down the street in the in the rain. Oh, okay. That's so it's idea. raining. You think, oh, okay, I, I still need to write or, this list. Or, what about this? You're in the pool and you go, oh, I'm going to. I've remembered something, and you're just at the bottom of the pool and you just write a note while you're swimming. You're at the bottom of the pool. What, what would you remember? Don't drown. Well, that's why I'm saying it's a stupid, stupid thing to need to be able to do. But it's it's okay. good to, if if you need it, it's there. Better to need it and not have it than than. How can I say this properly? Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Are you just still talking about the S Pen? Yeah. Oh, you've been away from home for a little while, so I just didn't know. The whole. (laughs) The ability to write on a wet screen is. That's what I'm talking about. Good. Now, okay. um, I forget where I was going to go next, but... Uh, okay, let's talk about Samsung decks. Well, let's just, before, before we do that, before we do that, we should yeah. clarify. Um, pre-orders for the Note 8 start this Friday. 25th um, of August. 25th of August. It's uh, $14.99, um, and it will, it will ship on the 22nd of September, which, as you rightly suggest many times, could well also be the date where the, uh, the iPhone... Come out as the well. New iPhone, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, oh, let me let me put it on the record now. I think the iPhone Seven S and Seven S Plus will be available on the twenty second of, of September. Yeah. I don't think the iPhone Pro will be available then. I think that'll come Pro. in October. You know something we don't, mate. iPhone Pro. Well, I've been calling it that for a few weeks now. Okay, let's Pro X Edition, whatever. Eight. It won't be an eight, mate. Okay. They, so, mate, they will not so, call it so an eight. Do you think that it's possible that they have a, a release date of the twenty second for the Seven S and Seven S Plus? Mm-hmm. And then possibly a week later, or oh, no. I'd say months. I'd say late October, possibly even November. Slash X slash edition slash Pro. Correct. Right, that's a bold uh, prediction. I think that Apple won't wait; they'll have it ready to go. They'll they'll want this to either the twenty second of September or the week later. So we do face, as you suggest, the potential that the Note Eight could be available the same day as. A new iPhone, whatever whatever yeah. iteration it may and be. Which makes no, no difference. No rats. Because someone buying a Note 8 is not yeah. interested not at all customer, in an iPhone. vice versa. Yes, correct. Yeah. So it might, it's just hype. That's all yeah. it is. And the carriers will be just having a field day because they're going to be offering plans and mm. data allowances yeah. and all kinds of things and, yeah. So, but look, I, th- I think so this, this, will be, this is going to attract, though, I think, Traditionally, people thought the Note 8 customer was a, you know, your, your mobile professional CEO type user. I think this has shown that, it, it, yes, it can do that, but it's also great to take your photos. To, to, let's talk about the screen, like Quad HD, HDR, beautiful screen to watch content as well. So whether you're a power user being you know, tasks and work or a power user in terms of consuming content, taking photos, sharing social media, it'll play right into that customer's hands as well, I think. So it's, I don't think it's just going to be a CEO professional phone. I think this is going to have a wider appeal than ever before. 100%. But back in the office, getting back to, to, to Dex, yes. this, this product was announced in, um, in March when we were here in New York looking at the Galaxy S8. Um, it is a phenomenal concept that you can plug your phone into a, a dock and it is a computer. It's a multitasking screen. It's got almost full versions of Word and Excel and things like that. Um, but the Note 8 is a more powerful device than the Galaxy S8. Um, 
and it just takes it to the next level, mate. What, what they've yeah. done with everything from video conferencing uninterrupted yeah. from, your, from your phone to your desk to gaming blew my mind. Yeah, this was a very impressive demo though, where they had the, the decks, which, by the way, the, the same decks for the S8 yes. will work with the Note 8 as well, so you don't need to go buy a new one. Uh, yeah, and how they've had this beautiful desktop um, experience. With, I think the guy opened up 4K YouTube and documents and he opened up a game. It was all running at the same time. And I had to remind myself, this is all running off a phone. Yeah. And and the game he played was this this battles yeah, fantasy game. Awesome. It looked like it was running off a desktop PC, like, it a, like it was running a gaming off a console. PC. Yeah. So and, and and you know what? The guy in the actual keynote did a much better explanation. He said, "Look, I'm lucky enough. I only I only work 20 minutes from home, so he walks 20 minutes yeah. along the High Line, lucky bugger, uh, here in New York. But so he's got a Dex at home, Dex at work, and he he doesn't carry anything but his phone yeah. between." work and home so when he leaves home he takes his phone if he needs to take a conference call he can take that all the way walk into work and then sit down at his desk and, and resume and continue it mm-hmm. um but essentially you don't need to carry a laptop anymore yeah. now well, i've got to be honest that this is an area i think samsung is probably losing you know it's a lost leader kind of thing it's not really a big market for them now but i think what they're proving is this is the future because you know hp did this remember two mobile congresses ago yeah. hp had a thing plug, in plug it in and it was a windows uh, desktop yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah. but I just think we're we're still a couple of years away from people understanding that. But in a corporate environment, this is the future, mate. Why do, if if you do not do um, applications that can can be run in this way, yeah. and a lot of applications can, then mate, I'm not giving you a laptop. That's the, that's the yeah, phone you're yeah. using. Exactly right. Well, it, we'll just to that point. The, to 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 have this kind of possibility needs. A lot of power. So we're talking a ten nanometer processor, you know, sixty-four octa octa core processors, six gig of RAM, which is a fair bit for a phone. More than people have on their laptops. Some people. So it can not only handle all of that, but I liked how you know you mentioned the conference call. I think he even shared a file so that the woman could watch a, a screen photo, share a, a photo of yeah sharing the screen of a yeah. photo they're editing. They have to agree on. So that, that's pretty powerful. It's just coming off a mobile device, and the yeah. fact that he can just dock it. In, into the decks and then have that with with the comfort of a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse. Mm. You think of I think the the airline lounges of the future will just have banks yeah. of decks where you just plug in your phone. It'd be a pretty smart deal for them to do is oh, just put you know just, these in the just put three three monitors and three decks yeah. uh, in every Qantas lounge. And the, and you don't have to worry about saving things and worrying that you're going to leave any information behind because it's all on your phone. You unplug your phone, it's with you. Yeah. You're not going to leave any information behind. No, it's, it's a really handy uh, handy little addition and the power really has to be seen to be believed. The guy that did the demo for us yesterday was even using it as a music player, music editor. Composer, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he was playing this game full screen and running all these apps at once, screen yeah. sharing. Mate, that is impressive bit of kit. It is, it is. And the other thing we, we haven't mentioned is Samsung's approach at retail straight off the bat. Um, you're going to get a wireless charger if you order early yes. enough and you get a, a 12-month screen warranty. So, screen assured. Um, you, you crack the screen, you can get one replacement in the, in the first year. That's yeah, a pretty that, good deal. That's a smart move, you know, because I think there's a lot of customers who are a little bit, think, a little bit thinking, well, this big screen, I don't know whether I'm yeah. too scared I'm going to break it. Yeah. So that really gives customers a bit of peace of mind to think, well, I'm covered if I buy it between, I think, the end of August, the end of October, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you got two, you got one free screen repair. Uh, so if you do drop it, and, and I've, I've heard of a lot of SA customers, even with covers, dropping the phone yeah. and breaking yeah. because of that curved edge, it, it catches the, it, it, it's yeah. broken even with a case on it. So this, this is a good move, I think, on Samsung's part. And just finally, because I think it rounds out the year for them battery-wise. 
this has a smaller battery than last year. So the Note 7 had a 3,500 milliamp battery. This has got a 3,300. 3,300, yeah. Now, it might only be 200 milliamp, but you wouldn't, you, what you don't want to do is release a phone with a higher battery capacity because then every question is going to be asked. So it's essentially their way of saying, we get the message. We're not pushing the envelope here yeah. um, because they pushed too hard last year. They pushed the limits of design, and, and that, that caused in some way the problem. That backfired. Yes, that backfired. So uh, pardon the pun. Yes. But, you know, um, it's still going to have an all-day battery. That's, that's the point, oh, a device like this, and it's, and it's great value. The battery in this phone is uh, run through the eight-point safety check that yeah. was instigated because of the Note 7. Yeah. So it's kind of benefiting from its own failure from last year. Yeah. $1,500. Telco plans, not all available. There's a few out now. Obviously, Vodafone, we'll talk about this shortly, don't need plans anymore. But um, you know, Virgin's going to have it. Telstra's going to have it not for pre-order until September the 5th for some stupid reason, um, which is weird, but I don't know what they're playing at. But yeah, I mean, it's an expensive phone. It's at the top top tier in terms of plans oh. and things. But uh, you know, wireless charger comes with it if you're, uh, if you're in the pre-order bundle. It's a 120 thing and, and I think that's, that's them again making the point that we had wireless charging first because all the rumours and belief is that Apple's going to do that um, this time around. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, 1500 bucks. It's top of the line. And plus you get the free screen repair too. So that, that's a nice yeah. thing to have in your back pocket as well. All right, two blokes talking tech. Uh, we'd value your opinions and thoughts. Uh, jump onto Twitter. Um, what's the hashtag? Ziggy Zaggy. Ziggy Zaggy. Wakey, wakey, Trevor. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag Trevor Long the, uh, is my uh, username and Stephen Fennick is yours. Now, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Now, get to know the Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, and you can check in on your home and business from anywhere using the free Arlo app or on your phone, tablet, and computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com slash au for more info. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear, every angle covered now Stephen, we didn't do a show last week because we were in shenzhen and beijing it was a big week shenzhen and beijing yep. it's a you, you've got a, a emphasis on the jing at the end is that oh, right it's a hard j oh, beijing it's mate, beijing I, mate i went there in 2006 and 7 i went with alan jones in 2007 really and you know that, okay. that man let's pick up a couple of names yeah, that, there, that man is a stickler for for words beijing. i had to make sure he knew it was beijing yes absolutely and that was for the olympics was it mate or it was yes yeah was it was Ray Hadley with the team at the at that time, mate, or was just yeah, you, was. you and Alan? Well, no, we you did a live broadcast Alan. a year out with Alan. Yeah, yeah, I was actually at the uh, 2008 Olympics as a, as a guest of my good mates at Panasonic. It was a lovely trip, but we were in Beijing and Shenzhen, <laughs> as guests of Huawei. Yeah, yes, and uh, Huawei is. It's it's like I knew a little bit about the company, and I know that they've they've got a sort of number three market share in, in the world. Yeah, I think we knew how big they were as a brand or smartphone seller, but I don't think we appreciated how bloody big they were as a company. Essentially, yeah, I think um, it's uh, what, what interests me is that there's people who there's obviously a lot of customers around the world. A lot of them can't even pronounce the name of the company for to begin with. But what really impressed me, apart from the sheer size of the campus, of the, the campus, imagine the University of New South Wales. That's about the size of the Huawei campus. 40,000 staff, 180,000 staff around the world. The, the campus had, had, did have that university feel to mm-hmm. it, didn't it? But 
That aside, the size of the company and everything aside, I was really interested in, in the kind of the insight into how the company operates and their culture within the company. They gave us a little bit of a glimpse to say that, you know, they're, they're more what they, you know, this is also to a privately owned company. This yeah. is not publicly listed company. Mm. It's owned by the employees, they say. So yeah, every Not even, not even the majority by the founder. It's, it's, yeah. it's owned in the majority by the employees. Absolutely right. So everyone's got skin in the game here and working towards a common goal. Yeah. But what, what interested me was that their, their mindset about the business and, and how that it's not about the bottom line. It's our focus is on giving the customer the best experience. And they, they sort of said it was like a hive hive mentality where they're pooling all their resources, pooling all their intelligence to try to come up with the next big product. Um, that, I think, w- was impressive, just the way that they had clearly clearly distinguished themselves with that approach to business. But mm. another surprise to me was the fact that they don't have one CEO. They've got three CEOs who rotate within the business every six months. So yeah. it's you know, CEO A for six months, then CEO B takes over for six months, then yeah. CEO C. And those three CEOs are all heads of business areas. So one might yeah. be head of mobile, one might be head of infrastructure or something. So they run their normal business areas and then for six months they're also the CEO and then they step back as just to be their business leader. And so they're constantly, see it creates collaboration the problem with um, big business, and I've experienced this in, in, at SBS, for example, and I don't care about saying that, but you know, you've got division heads, the bloke that's in charge of TV, power the bloke struggles. that's in charge of radio, the person yeah. that's in charge of technology, marketing. They're all, they're all power struggling for the money, for the yeah. attention, for everything. Whereas this way... As you'd expect they, them to do. They all have, these three CEOs have to work together for collaboratively for the business yeah. because they're going to be CEO again in, in, in 12 months, right? right? So it's a very interesting approach, and I, I like that mentality, but you know, we saw but a small fraction of what they were doing campus-wise in Shenzhen, but then in, in Beijing it was intense. I think what was amazing to me, we went into their R&D labs. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen, we, we both went to HGC's factory yeah. in Taiwan, and that was eye-opening. Still, still got my jacket too. Yeah, I threw my, my, wife, my <laughs> wife threw mine away. Thanks, babe. Cheers for that. Um, the, <laughs> so we've seen mobile phones being made, which was still the most eye-opening thing I've seen in a very long time, but... Uh, what we saw with Huawei was how they are tested before they're put into production. Yeah. And, mate, it's intense. They've got, a, they've got a machine that is just called the back pocket tester. They've got a machine that just puts the power plug in and out, in and out. But they've got a machine that puts the headphone tester, headphone um, socket, in and out, in and out, in and yeah, out, yeah. thousands and thousands of times <laughs> out, just to make sure it works. I like it that way, in and out, in and out. In and out burger, the, my favourite uh, burger in the world. Exactly right. The, I quite like the, the back pocket tester. Hmm. They've actually got a little piece of denim yeah, I know. stretched across oh, the machine with a phone in it putting the stresses that your, your bottom would have when it's sitting down or in day-to-day activity. Uh, I quite like the, the, how stringent they were. They had a drop tester. They had a little chamber that simulated a little rain shower on the phone. Uh, they had uh, areas where they were pressing different buttons on, on the display. I think there was one area that we weren't allowed to take photos, and the phone was actually covered up except for the two small areas of the screen they needed to test. And uh, it looked the, the device looked quite thin, so I'm thinking it must be their next phone, whatever that happens to be. But uh, they, they went as far as even testing at a microscopic level the materials that was mm. used just so for for any kind of stress on the material. Yep. And they had they a had heat, heat camera heat looking camera, at the, you yeah. know whether or not there was heat leakage from the, the Wi-Fi yeah. module. Then they had the anechoic chamber to, yeah. to test the audio, which we'd also seen yeah. kind of at uh, HTC antenna lab as well to uh, test the antenna intensity. And you know what I like too. Remember that massive 
the massive chamber where the guy had all of, like, every single network in the world was oh, in there. Yeah. Like, they could simulate every Huawei network. So if you wanted to see how a phone would go on the Optus network, for example, Boom. you can just go you know, go to that box there and plug it yeah, in that's, there. That's operating yeah. on the 18, yeah. 1800 yeah. frequency at 4G. Boom, that's it. There's Boom. a few brainwaves, a few waves oh, flying in there. We're, we're 10 years we, uh, we're uh, shorter now, in life now because of it. You yeah, reckon? Sure. Yeah, I was glowing in the dark after I that. I had a bloke ring me on the radio the night. He goes, yeah. um, <laughs> I want to talk about 5G. My information is it's penetrating the skin deeper than ever. I said, mate, in summary, here's what I said to him. Get a tinfoil hat and move to the bush, champ. Because, I mean, mate, TV towers, radio towers, let alone yeah, mobile towers, it's all out there. And I, don't, you know, I think there's definite, you know, some concern and issues, but let's be honest. Um, I don't think one tower or one, one mobile network is going to make a rat's of difference. But it was fascinating to be in a rack room where they had not only those um, antenna arrays, but they also then had just boxes and boxes of, of uh, phones that were just going through a cycle. So there's one phone just, just rebooting and phoning, rebooting and phoning. Um, there was another, another phone, phone that was just rebooting and, 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 and checking different pieces of software. So, you know, it was pretty comprehensive. And, look, I don't know, to be honest, whether a lot of it is um, a bit of show, uh, but, you know, I don't doubt the, the legitimacy of the lads, but in the end you've still got to make, you know, millions of phones and there's always going to be issues. But... You know, I respect the amount of effort that went into what they do, but I also just have this unimaginable appreciation for the scale of, of Huawei because the, the building that we went to, the, the Experience Centre, which house, was yeah. just stunning. I mean, it was, this, it, was, it was lavish like Las Vegas, but real. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't fake. It was just the most lavish building I've ever been to, and it just proves that this is a company that's worth bazillions of dollars, and they have to bring, like, the heads of you know, networks, the heads of very big companies come there and they have to be shown uh, yeah. how big this company is. And, you know, they've got future plans for... Everything from bike hire to street lights that do you know that, that do everything yeah. from um, you know messaging to to mobile um, uh, infrastructure. It's fascinating to see how much effort they're putting into the future of communications. We, we should we've touched on it earlier, but we should point out that obviously the the, the most visible part of the business is the smartphone business. Mm. You know the P10 uh, is the latest device, the Mate Nine, but the biggest part of the company is what we don't see are the networks they build. I yeah. think 45 out of the 50 top networks in the world were built by Huawei, yeah, right. including in Australia. <laughs> if you're a Vodafone or Optus customer, guess what? You're talking on a Huawei-created network. Yeah. So that, that's a massive part of their business. And what you were saying earlier about the, 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 the different uses of uh, the networks, 5G and all, the, all these uses in various city centres uh, with, the, with the smart networks that we're seeing and everything like that as well, they're going to be deployed around the world too. Um, the the labs themselves, I think the we, we should sort of mention the fact that we saw the test labs, but they do have a lot of innovation centres around the world, like R and D, full on research and development. I think they're the they're the number nine company in the world in terms of the amount of money they spend on research and development. I think yep. they've spent more than forty five billion in the last ten years. Yep. So they've got labs around the world. Like one lab would be their design lab. They'd have another one looking at user interface. There's one in Europe that just looks at five G. Yeah. So they've got that kind of dr- drill down to that sort of level of detail for each of these re- research and development centres. So I think you can expect to see some pretty big things. And, and as I mentioned, they're the number three company in the world in the smartphone market, yeah. nipping at the heels of Apple. And, and what's impressive about Huawei as well is that w- with a lot of different, with a lot of companies, Chinese companies, they're only popular in China for many of them, whereas, whereas Huawei have got massive popularity in South America and Europe. Like in some markets yeah. in Europe and South America, they're the number one brand yeah. with 20% market share. 
So really impressive the fact that, that they are such a big company in China but also making inroads around the world. Yep. Uh, big stuff. Uh, Stephen's got the photos of the labs up on uh, techguide.com.au. I've, uh, all I did was put up some photos of the bloody tech markets in Shenzhen. They were unbelievable. But uh, anyway, full details. Techguide.com.au. Get in touch via Twitter. Stephen Finnick and Trevor Long. Hashtag Ziggy Zag. You can see the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is the result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR+, wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens Netflix up to 4K HDR. You can also view Stan, Freeview Plus and YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself Today at your local electronics retailer, Hisense. See the incredible. Now, Stephen, we, we are on a smartphone roll here, and we, we're going to do that all the way through to the very last product. Um, but a couple of quick things we should talk about before we uh, absolve our listeners of the responsibility of listening to this, um, which <laughs> could degrade into complete jibber, given I'm starting to hit the wall myself. Right. I think some spaghetti meatballs is probably what yeah. I need. Yeah. Do you want to come next door and have some spaghetti after I this? I might just do that. That's very good. Anyway, um, I I came across uh, a deal on Telstra's website a few weeks ago, actually, for the iPhone 6, and didn't think anything of it because, I don't know, I, I hadn't really thought about the fact that it was um, it was not available anymore. But you can't buy the, uh, the iPhone 6 from Apple anymore. You won't find it at JB Hi-Fi or, or a Harvey Norman. But I saw it uh, for prepaid for $449 at Telstra. That it's locked to Telstra and whatnot. When I was in Melbourne with Officeworks a couple of weeks ago, they said to me, oh, we've got a big big deal coming up in a few weeks, I'll tell you about it. And, I, and they said, we're selling the iPhone 6. And I went, hang on a minute, stop. That's a three-year-old phone. They're selling it for $469. So I've not seen it in stores yet, but you'll find it on their website, $469. The iPhone 6 is a um, 32 gigabyte space gray only. So um, when, it, when it launched, the iPhone 6 was only available in 16 gig and um, 64, and it was $899 for the 16 gig. Now, yes, it's three years old, but it's still... A brand new phone. These are not yep. refurbished. This is not, you know, second hands brand yep. spankers. Because they still, it's like, um, uh, I guess, you know, factories are built to build one phone. They're not actually retooled to build the next phone like yeah. a car car factory is. Yep. So they're still chump, pump, pumping out these phones for, I don't know, developing nations and stuff. Yep. And I get the feeling that Apple have realised they've got a bit of excess stock around the world. They've pulled a bit of it into Australia. They're not going to sell this forever. And this is targeted, mate, at people who've got fours and fives. They've got iPhone 4s and they couldn't be asked upgrading because of the cost. This is now a under $500 outright iPhone, the cheapest iPhone ever because the iPhone SE was $679. That was the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Mate, that's an unbelievable deal, don't you It reckon? is. Uh, I think it's long overdue, I think. Uh, Apple are the sort of company until now the you needed to spend big money. They're a top-tier company. Yeah. They, they never really had a mid-tier phone. This really puts the heat on all those companies in the mid-tier, your Oppos and... Yeah, why would you buy a 499 Oppo when you can get a three-year-old iPhone? I reckon most teenagers 
yeah. would cop the iPhone three years old via as opposed Absolutely. to an Android. And thirty two gig, that, that's actually not too bad in terms of memory. Yeah. So if you're if you're after your first iPhone or maybe you're you're your twelve or thirteen year old is their first phone, they yeah, want an yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to spend uh, eleven hundred bucks. Four sixty nine does the trick. Yeah, four sixty nine at Officeworks and four forty nine at Telstra, but I'm pretty sure it's um, a lock to Telstra and about eighty bucks to unlock. Is so it? Bit, okay. bit over. That's the the, the Telstra print. one. The, the Telstra print. one. Okay. Um, the that's Office the Officeworks one is 100% network unlocked. Okay. Use it on any network. And then, 100%. Limit three per customer. Yeah, well, mate, who's buying more than three phones? What are you? I don't know. There must be people. They've put a limit on. Do you know why? Because I bet you, and we could probably, if we had time, we'd look it up. I reckon there's there's yeah, iPhone sixes on eBay, on eBay yeah. for more than that. Yeah. And I reckon a lot of people don't know that that price exists. So. Totally. Anyway, uh, two blokes talking tech. You can find out about the Officeworks deal details at eftm.com. Now, Vodafone, while we're on the subject of uh, the phones, last week when we were in, uh, in China, the, the news broke about Vodafone's new approach to plans. The, the, obviously, there are two ways to get uh, to two types of plans, SIM-only plan, if you already own your own phone. But what do you do if you want a new phone? Up until now, you needed to commit to a contract, and the contract would include not only a monthly payments but a handset fee, and you'd locked into a two-year deal for you to pay off the phone or lease the phone over that period of time. Well, Vodafone have come up with their new red plans that allow you to, yes, you can get a new phone, but no, you're not locked into a contract because they're offering the, uh, the opportunity for you to pay off the phone interest-free over 12, 24, or 36 months. Yeah. And the thing here is, right, um, if you do the numbers... That they don't turn. It's not. This is not about being cheaper at all. In fact, they reckon they're they're, they're three dollars a month more. Like they they've actually admitted that they're they're just a touch more expensive on this way. Like a cup of coffee a month is basically what they reckon they're more expensive. But you have flexibility. So why do you want flexibility? So let's say you walk into Telstra and you get the Samsung Galaxy Note Eight um, on a eighty dollar plan. On let's say it's going to end up costing you a hundred bucks a month, right? You sign up for two years, and for that you get ten gig of data. In two years from now, in 18 months from now, you've still got 10 gig of data and you're still paying 100 bucks a month. Nothing's changed. Yeah. And in 24, 50, sorry, 25 months from now, you're paying, maybe you're paying $85 a month. The handset repayment disappeared, but you're still getting 10 gig of data. So the difference is in that whole period with um, Vodafone, you've got the option A of reducing the payments by going for three years or increasing the payments by going for 12 months. You're not locked into a plan. You're only locked into paying off the phone but if you want to change plans you want to go up or down through the plans because there's more or less data on offer you can immediately and if you want to switch to bloody optus or telstra you simply have to pay off the phone so in the next the, month yes the just, there's no there's no break fee there's no contract fees it's just a simple calculation i had this conversation with someone from a major um a manufacturer for example and they were like oh i'm sure there's still some subsidies involved i'm like no 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 go to the website and right now, I'm yeah. sure it's not there right now, but if you go to the Vodafone website, the Samsung Galaxy Note 8, $1,499 to buy outright, or simply get your calculator and go divide by 36. That's the monthly fee. Divide by 12. That's the monthly fee. Divide by the, there's no interest. There's no weird costs. Yeah. It's just well, completely transparent. So that, to that point, I think the idea here for Vodafone is to onboard customers. They want more for customers. Yeah. So they want to bring you to Vodafone. Once you're in, you're in Vodafone. Hopefully you'll stay, but you're not locked in if you don't. Now... The the whole thing you mentioned before about being locked into a contract. So you, you sign a contract today, say with ten gig of data, in in August twenty nineteen or say June twenty nineteen when your ten gig a month is not even getting you through a week, 
where we've all got 40 gig plans in two years' time, that, that's where this plan really will pay itself off because you can sort of up and leave and start a new plan yep. that might cost you the same amount of money per month in terms right. of your plan, but then you can get the extra data that you, that you, that's available now. So mm. uh, how many people have signed up? They, they want the brand new phone and commit to two years. Yeah, oh yeah, five gig a month will do me for two years. And then 18 months in or a year in, they're, they're doing, they're, they're, they need twice that. So yep. another good reason to take a look at these plans and not be locked in, even if you have a phone attached to the plan. Great deals. Uh, check it out, uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Now, Stephen, let's wrap it up with a couple of very quick minute reviews, yeah. keeping the theme going on smartphones. The Oppo R11, which is yet another um, iPhone clone from Oppo, but they're, yeah. they're playing the game and oh, I think it's working for them. Well, yeah, I have, <laughs> you've seen this device yourself. It, it is. I, I was using this for four days and my wife and kids thought I was still using my iPhone 7 Plus. They didn't realise I'd actually switched to an Oppo because it looks the same. Even the the Android, it's Android, even the interface, the Colour OS 3.1, looks like iOS. Even, like, I've taken side-by-side photos of the screens. What's the most telling similarity to me are the, the settings, settings menu, yes. settings menu, but also look at the camera, Right, I've got the cameras there side by side. Yeah. That's the Oppo on the left, the iPhone on the right. It is absolutely identical, in, including the order in which the flash, HDR, everything is laid out. So I know that imitation is, is the sincerest form of flattery, but I think you were talking about an affordable iPhone before. This is sort of an iPhone when you don't need buy an iPhone. Mm. And... That aside, design aside, and its, it's obvious similarity to the iPhone, it's actually not a bad phone. It, the the, the uh, colour OS is very familiar, as I said, with, uh, with the iOS, but the camera on board, it's got a dual lens camera, 20 megapixel, 16 megapixel on board, takes really nice photos, uh, really good detail. Uh, it it's also has this beauty mode for your selfies as well, so you can pick, you can pick beauty mode, it really smooths out your skin and sort of takes all the, all the blemishes well, do, what, what, what number up from, no, no, uh, from one just, to what? Just, sim- just put it on beauty mode. You can only it's use still a sliding mode. scale, isn't no, it? No, no, well, that, that is just to smooth your skin out, but yeah. that's, post, so what, that's post-picture. What, that's what, just, that's what just number have you smoothed your skin out on that one, mate? That was just me. Because if there's a one to five, you need to ramp it up to no, 20, mate. That was just me using beauty mode. only works on the selfie camera, which, by the way... You look like you've just been startled. ...is the same resolution front and back. You've got a 20-megapixel front-facing camera as well as a 20 megapixel and 16 megapixel As you well know, you've got to be cautious about buying cameras on megapixel counts alone because yes, there's a lot more to a camera. But it is impressive. Great photos. Well, the, tell them the, the price, sir. The numbers, the numbers are impressive. Before I tell them the price, the battery as well, uh, really good battery life, but the speed in which you can charge your battery. You've got their VOOC flash charge technology. Look, look at how, like, I was on 24% at 7 minutes past 6 20 past 7, I was fully charged. So an hour and, and what's that, 14 minutes, I was fully charged from, no, an hour and, yeah, 14 minutes. I was fully charged from 24% all the way up to 100%. And if you just plug in for five minutes, you get two hours extra battery charge. So pretty good if you look at your phone and think, damn it, I've, I've run out of charge. Five minutes, two extra hours. The price is, I'm going to find it, I think it's $649. And it's available from, I think, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, your usual suspects. But 5.5-inch screen, 20-megapixel camera, dual camera, iPhone clone design. 
six four nine places it right in that mid tier. But the I, I said this in the, in my review, the fact that it looks like an iPhone could play against it because if you're an Android user, you don't want an iPhone. But on the oh, other hand, yeah, if, if you can't afford it's an 50, iPhone, fifty-fifty. You think about the little uh, yeah. the little staff at JB Hi-Fi with the piercings and the tattoos. They're <laughs> saying, so you've got an iPhone. I can sell you one that ju- works just like the iPhone, and you yeah. save four hundred dollars, right? So, price, yeah. do you know what I mean? So I think it's it's about how it's sold. But yeah, great, great 50, phone. 50, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Oppo R11 is right there. Check it out, techguide.com.au, and also techguide.com.au. Some uh, some headphones from the good folk at BNOBO Play. Now, when I travel, I normally, my go-to noise-canceling earphones, I don't wear headphones on a plane, I wear earphones, because a lot easier to wear, put them in your pocket, and if you fall asleep, you're not, it's not too uncomfortable because you've got earphones on, right? Such a snob. Well, I carry both. The BO Play is a similar setup, so these are noise-canceling earphones, not headphones. So the you know, BO Play offer terrific audio quality. These have got nicely designed buds. They've got memory foam, so they're secure. They fit comfortably. There's also a small module near the end of the cable that provides the noise cancellation. So there's two microphones that, similar to the Bose, they, they, they hear the signal, create the reverse signal to cancel it out. Noise cancellation on par with Bose. Really? Yeah, on par like absolute fraction in it. I think Bose may be slightly better, right? So tested both pretty closely. These are up there with Bose's level of noise cancellation. On the audio side, I still think that these are probably a 9 out of 10, whereas a Bose is, say, 10 out of 10. Uh, I think the fussier listeners will probably not have... They'll probably hear that the mids and, and, and highs are not, not quite as clear as they are on a Bose. But still, that, that, that's not a deal-breaker with this. I, I quite like the quality of this phone. The base of these earphones, the base was superb. That was really impressive if you love your base level. Not, not too over the top, but just right. The BO Play E4, $379. Yeah, which puts them price competitive as well. So check those out at techguide.com.au. Stephen, uh, that's a wrap for episode 412. No, mate, I'm going to eat. That'll, that'll help. Okay. Um, and uh, we are going to be in Berlin next week. Yes. Um, God knows how and when we'll find time to record because <laughs> it is a busy... You, you arrive uh, kind of early to midweek. Um, there's a bunch of events on, but we will find time. We will record uh, in Berlin. Um, look at all the stuff from IFA, including Force Friday. Force Friday. Force Hello. Friday. Jeez, so, yeah. look forward to that. I'm looking forward to you reading, rereading my text message from earlier today where, um, re-reading. where the Samsung um, voice assistant censored yeah. my message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that... Uh, what Trevor said was that you used a very naughty word to describe the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Also, and actually, and Samsung actually censored you. Yeah, see you next Tuesday, mate. It's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good one. All right. Note eight uh, details at techguide.com.au on eftm.com. Um, that's a wrap. Let's uh, let's see let's do this again next Berlin, time. But mate. thankfully, we're not travelling together because that's all. It's just getting awkward. Yes, it is. Um, I'm going home and then going to Berlin. <laughs> uh, I'll see you in Berlin, mate. Good on you. See you then, buddy.